Well, hello, hello, hello. That's right. You have tuned in to another episode of The Fractured Brain. I'm your host, Jebabai, a.k.a. Jimmy P. Brown II. And today is the 18th of September, and this is episode three of season three. So, um... Just checking in with all of you guys. You guys are well aware of the format. We have a lot of new listeners, and so I, uh, I, I, I like to reiterate the format of the podcast, uh, just so people are aware. This is literally diving into the depths of my brain <laughs> at times, um, shallow waters at times, sometimes deep. It just depends. And there is no set script. Uh, It's just whatever is on my head that I speak about. And uh, some people like it, some people don't. Some people think I should come up with some sort of structure. And, uh, but you know, we'll just let it keep going as it goes. Although I do have some exciting uh, interviews lined up. Um... And I'm going to keep lining them up and hopefully put those out uh, at the very least once a week once I get those started. Uh, Just figuring out how to do it, you know, what the best route is, if I want to do Zoom or um, this other thing called Riverside that I'm looking into. Um, I guess it's just uh, we'll we'll figure out a way. Uh, But I've been talking with some great friends about... um, different ideas of what to do and uh i want to thank gary gary is uh in fact he is going to be uh one of my guests uh he's a great guy hosts a couple of different uh podcasts and um i'm gonna bring him on for some perspective and of course some music folk and um and then i was talking with, i want to thank craig I, I, he's my buddy out in the uk and um, we had a great conversation yesterday. Ended too quickly. Um, but uh, my daughter and my granddaughter came over for a visit. So I uh, had to end the conversation early. But, um, you know, he had some great ideas that he threw at me. So, you know, as the old proverbial, uh, you know, saying in business, you know, you just keep throwing stuff to the wall and see what sticks. So, and you kind of just go with it. So, You'll probably hear a couple different ideas, different approaches, different things. Um, and we'll just certainly see what uh, you folks respond to. So uh, the title of this one, obviously, is I'm a fraud. <laughs> and of course, the, the spelling on the words was just a play, kind of uh, like, like, a, like a full name. I'm a fraud or I'm a fraud, whatever you want to say it, however you want to say it. But I received uh, an email that just, uh, again, just made me laugh. Received a lot of, uh, actually, I was, I was uh, shocked uh, to see how many emails came in um, in response to the uh, gratitude episode. Um, that, that I put out last week and, um, but, uh, then this one came in and it was in response to the very same thing. And, uh, the, the, the subject of the, uh, the email was, was you're 
a fraud. And so I thought, okay, here we go. Let's open her up and see what kind of hate awaits me. And, you know, it was actually a very long email. Um, Wasn't the typical, you know, couple of sentences just, you know, telling me off and, and that's it. And, um, uh, I, I guess to, to put a brief summary on what, what he was talking about is, you know, I'm glad that you came out and showed appreciation for deliverance, but you're a fraud because you're not going to return to it. You're not going to, uh, from the sound of it, you're not going to put out another deliverance record and you're not going to go back to your roots. And that's the part I found a little confusing. <laughs> and the reason I did is because um, I said very plainly in, in the podcast that uh, I just want to show gratitude. I just want to show, you know, a sense of being grateful for those years, for everything that deliverance was and that deliverance is to this day um, because it leads people to what I'm doing currently. So if they discover my works from the 80s or the 90s, awesome. But we're in 2022 and time is rapidly approaching and we're going to be in 2023 soon. And um, that's decades, man, that have passed and, you know, I don't know very many people that are exactly the same person uh, that they were 20, 30 years. You know, in other words, you know, people in my age class, you know, in their 50s, early 50s. And, you know, I don't I've not met very many that are the exact same person that they were 30 years ago um, in everything in taste, culture, um, haircuts, uh, clothing styles um and when you do meet those that have just not changed have not <laughs> moved forward in to uh the 21st century and just uh you know as we're now here 22 years into it and i remember the whole scare of uh you know y2k and everything else you know um like it was yesterday and here it was two sec two decades ago, you know? So again, uh, I don't know of many people that are, uh, the same, you know, things change, life changes. Um, and, uh, sure. I mean, is there an appreciation for the music that we grew up with and all that? Absolutely. Um, when I listen to music, I, I try to listen to a, a broad uh, base of, of, of different styles. But when I want to put on the feel good, you know, I reach back to what I grew up with. So since what I grew up with, um, hence the, the term was kind of like the molding pattern of what I was going to be. Well, my roots then are embedded there. And that's classic rock, man. 
And that's what I put on. I put on Zeppelin. I put on Floyd. I put on Neil Young. I put on Santana. I put on um, Elvis, you know, um, all the stuff that I grew up listening to because that was what I, my roots were founded in. And um, it's funny, you know, I was, I was listening to, uh, you know, because was going was working on a video of uh doing one for nothing since I was out in um Texas and we did a shoot and uh yeah just unfortunately the footage is really really bad uh so kind of dumped that but we I, I ended up remixing nothing and um it just you know because we were going to re-put it out and unfortunately it just um uh, you know, but, but you know, it just didn't work out for the video thing. I, don't, I just don't think it's going to work. But um, and I don't don't know if I really want to keep beating a dead horse or not. So, um, so, but listening to my vocal style on that, and um, it's like I can hear little things, little inflections and stuff. It's like I start laughing. You know, it's like. Oh yeah, there's there's a little Elvis in there. There's a little this in there. There's a little that, and you know when I read that one comment uh, uh, on uh, us doing it live, and you know, oh same boring Bowie vocals. I'm like this guy, person, whatever they are, uh, keyboard warrior doesn't even have a clue what Bowie sounds like because like I'm like the furthest thing from Bowie on my stylings and everything on that song but uh, whatever you know all these music critics and experts are out there now so they feel safeguarded behind their keyboards and their anonymity Uh, but hence why I just don't like to go and read stuff but my attention was called to a couple of other comments and curiosity got the best of me and I started reading some so either way um but really like the song and just uh like I was telling Craig you know I'm just so excited because I'm actually working on stuff I'm just trying not to be a perfectionist with it um I'm trying to just literally um record stuff that feels good and once it feels good just leave it be you know you know, look and capture an energy and not perfection. Um, and, you know, perfectionism is a, it, it's a, like my friend Kevin told me, you know, it's, 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 a, it, it's a detriment to your downfall. It, it's like, you know, you overpick, over-criticize and overthink things too much and then you don't release anything. And then, you know, if you don't stay in the public eye of sorts, you know, you kind of fall by the wayside and there's a lot of truth to that. So, but, um, so getting back to this, this email, uh, so that was their key criticism is that I'm not going back to my roots. And it's like, well, I, I don't, I don't see how just because when I started the band, that was my roots. My musical roots go way back further. And since I'm a child of the 70s, having been born in 69, um, that was where my formative years happened. And so I was listening to a lot of different things. Um, 
as I've said in prior podcasts, you know, in my house, you know, it was country, it was rock, it was Spanish music, it was flamenco, it was, you know, it, it was, uh, Elvis was a huge, huge thing, that it was steady diet of Elvis on, on the turntable. Um, so those are more accurately my roots. And um, even talking with my bud Eric Clayton and, and uh, of Eric Clayton and the Nine, Savior Machine, whatever you want to think. But um, I, I'm, I call him just Eric Clayton and the Nine. But uh, we were talking once and, and we, we have even mused with one another about uh, doing a country record. And he even says, I, I, I just want to do a country record. And part of it is because Eric, you know, being around the same age as me, he's a, little, a few years older, I think. Um, you know, he grew up in a household where they listen to country music a lot. So it's a it's a big part of him, you know, the Americana. And um, so, you know, just because we have a chosen set of music that we've adapted to our own stylings doesn't mean that that's our roots. And so for me to, you know, just say I'm not going to do this and, and it has nothing to do with popularity. It has nothing to do with anything. It's like, oh, well, speed metal is not popular anymore or anything like that. Well, that's not necessarily a true statement because there's certain parts of the world where speed metal is still very, very, very popular. And, um, and I could definitely catch a lot of Spotify plays and a lot of streaming plays, you know, being thrown on to people's playlists and catch a lot of streaming revenue that way. So that's not necessarily true uh, that I'm looking for, you know, what's popular. Just like I remember when we released uh, the River Disturbance album, you know, I got accused of following the popularity trend. And and it's like, yeah, I don't know of anything that sounded like River Disturbance when River Disturbance came out. It was its own thing. And... Um, I've not definitely been one to kind of stay up on the trends of what's happening out there in the pop culture because that's I don't do pop music. Um, then you might be saying to yourself, well, what about all your cover songs? Well, that's what they are. They're cover songs. And I like pop music. I just don't let it dictate what I'm going to do with my own music, if that makes any sense. I hope that does. Um, <laughs> so... Going back to my roots, so so I, I guess that's what the like I said, it, it 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 wasn't your typical hate mail. In fact, I, I won't even call it a hate letter. It's just uh, the title obviously was just a little off putting, you know. It, 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 you know, put my guard up right away, and um, but I saw what the guy was trying to say, and. In other words, yeah, thanks for acknowledging, thanks for being grateful, but you need to return to it to show that you really are grateful and you really care. And yeah, that's not necessarily true. It's just an acknowledgement of what deliverance was and is to me. And that's it, you know, um, and being grateful for it, not hating on it like I had been for so long. And quite honestly, I think that's more what causes me to hate on it is just people's unwillingness to 
allow an artist to grow beyond um, their most popular set of their time. And, you know, Deliverance's run from 85 to 96, I mean, that, was, that was a good run for a band. And having sold the amount of records that we did and, and what we did, you know, and everything that we had done and what I endeavored to develop as a vision for the band, I think we did okay. We did great, actually, for an indie band. We, we did really, really well. And um, many would argue, okay, well, you can try to recreate it, redo it, go out there and do it again. Uh, and it's like, that's not my intent. And that's not what I want to do, necessarily. So, if a Deliverance record was to be done again, um, you know, it's not going to, you know, return to the roots, as it was put. Um, it would just be whatever is flowing out of me at that at that moment. And since there are so many band members, I can pick and choose and go through all, you know, I, you know, I, I liked this era. Maybe I'll revisit some of that or maybe this is who I liked writing with at that time or I liked playing with at that time. But to kind of go into it with this mode of, oh, it's got to be this. It's got to be that. Otherwise, I'm a fraud. <laughs> well, then I guess I'm a fraud. So just let it be that. And actually, I wrote a really, really nice response to the guy because, like I said, in, in its essence, it wasn't so much a, a, a letter of hate or anger even. It was more of a from a, from a friend or from a fan. I, I always call our fans friends. So you guys know that. So, uh, But I'll, I'll transition back and forth, you know. Um, but this is from a fan who was just a real big fan of the first three deliverance records and nothing else. Uh, that's what he referenced the whole email. He just kept referencing those three records. And I wrote him back a nice response. Just told him, you know, appreciate your love and your um, appreciation of those three albums. It really, really means a lot to me because uh, especially, prim you know, primarily the first two, you know, a lot of my heart and soul were put into it. So, it, yeah, of course it means a lot. But um, it's not the totality of who I am. So if in order to please you, <laughs> uh, I have to return to my roots and do that. Well, yeah, I guess I'm going to lose you as a fan. And quite honestly, I told him, I, I think I have lost you as a fan because... Um, uh, it, those are the only albums you've referenced and I've done a lot more since those three records um, because following What a Joke which wasn't a real album in my opinion um, it was just an EP with a lot of scattered nonsense on it um, you know we have Stay, Learn, River, Camelot As Above So Below Hear What I Say Assimilation uh, subversive kind 
those are eight full albums past those first three. Um, that's a lot of music. Say 10 songs per record. I mean, that's 80 more songs that were collectively added. You know, between seven, let's call it between 76 or 72 and 80 new songs added to the roster uh, more than those first three. So if those don't mean anything to you, then it is what it is. So, and he actually wrote back a really nice response and actually very appreciative. He didn't think I would respond or he thought he would get a response from somebody, you know, who works for me, (laughs) quote unquote. That's what he said, which I have nobody who works for me. (laughs) I do everything myself. And, um, (laughs) and he, he, he did say, you're absolutely right. And he said, you you know, you did lose me. As a fan, I've, I've not been a fan. I'm only a fan of the first three records. And um, he said, so I, I, you know, I don't care about anything past what a joke. And and he goes, I, I didn't give it a chance and I won't give it a chance. Flat out. I mean, and again, I really honestly appreciated that. And and that's cool, man, that stick with it if that's your gig and that's what you'd like man super cool awesome 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 um bands that i love artists that i love once i become a quote-unquote fan i'm in for the long haul i mean that means you know sleeper albums you know filler records filler songs everything i'm in for the long haul if i'm gonna be a fan um, and some people can be that, some people are that, and some people aren't. Um, so, um, it just is what it is. I mean, it's like Craig was telling me, Craig said that, uh, you know, after weapons, you know, he was 14 listening to that and thought it was super great. And then he just kind of lost touch with everything deliverance and, what brought him back around is he happened to be a fan of, of Savior Machine and saw uh, an online interview that I did with Eric when Eric was in Alabama visiting me over at Three Frogs. And, uh, and he watched the two-part interview and said, wow, I wonder what Jimmy's up to now. So he investigated. He went and he looked and saw, oh, he's, he's working on a, a solo album. He's doing patreon he's doing this and doing that and not only has he become a patron but he's a friend he's he's a brother man that i i connected with and got to meet when i flew in when i flew into london man i mean he was there waiting and actually got on the same plane uh, with us to go to scotland and and uh, just a great great bro that i've come to just absolutely love and uh but he had completely lost touch. He hadn't heard stay, learn river or any of that stuff. And, um, but then that one by chance interview online led him back to what I was doing and he wanted to check it out. And he realized, Oh wow, Jimmy's a lot more than just weapons. And so even though his 
root experience at 14 was listening to weapons and loving it and banging his head and going crazy. And like he said, when we were in Scotland and playing and, and the minute we broke into weapons, you know, he said the hairs on his arms stood up and, and he was like, yeah, you know, just that resurgence of remembering being 14 and hearing that and going, wow, this is awesome. You know, that's a great feeling to revisit. But it's like he said, you can't, you know, if you're a real fan, you can't ignore what else is going on. And he just happens to be a, a greater fan of stuff like um, the Fearful Symmetry and um, all of that, the electronic era that I went through. And of course, he's a fan of Jupiter 6 and, and what's going on now. So he's just not a big metal listener anymore. And so he gravitates to what I'm doing now. <clears throat> that said, so there are, there is the perfect example of the different types of music listeners. Um, I listen to a lot of foreign music. Uh, I, I love stuff out of the Middle East. I love stuff from France. I love stuff from um, well, all over Europe quite a bit. And, um, but then there are bands you know, here in the States that just astound me. And um, my tastes vary, you know, a lot of alternative, a lot of, um, what is that, uh, that particular genre called shoegazer. Uh, just love the very, the essence of that dreamy sound. Um, but when I really want that uber, super dreamy sound, I go back to Cocteau Twins and, and just bury myself in all those records. But um, there's a lot of good stuff out there now, current, that are is just amazing, like Slow Dive. And, um, but, 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 yeah, man. So there's just a lot of great stuff out there. But I know what it's like to return to the past and say, wow, that what a great time, what a great era, you know. But you have to give artists breathing room. Or I guess a better way to say it, we'd love you to give us artists breathing room because you, you don't have to do anything. You can do whatever you want. And that's the beauty of it. Um, but man, we would love you to give us a chance and accept what's going on. The whole purpose of the being grateful podcast was to just simply acknowledge that I had not been grateful and I'd been near hateful towards this beautiful and wonderful band that I made and I created in 1985 um, by placing that first ad and it just happening and coming about you know and all the albums that were to follow and everything that happened. I'm grateful for, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to be returning to it. And now I'm not giving you a definite. I'm just saying I have no immediate plans to do so. <laughs> so people are allowed to change their minds, you know. All right. Well, I think I have bombarded your ears quite enough today. So I'm going to leave it at that. So if 
I'm a fraud because uh, I won't return to my roots. Well, maybe I should return to my roots and do an album that's a mix of country and classic rock and flamenco and Spanish music and, uh, and Elvis tributes because that would be my real root. <laughs> and of course, I can't forget all the wonderful keyboard music. Uh, Gary Newman being one of them. And of course, uh, you know, all the Pink Floyd keyboard music that they did and, and, uh, and you know, Emerson, Lake and Palmer and, and, uh, just all that great stuff. But all right, guys, well, guys and gals, yeah, because the demographic says a lot of women tune into the, the podcast. So that's cool. Don't know how accurate all those those demographics are, but nonetheless, I'm glad you guys are tuning in. So I encourage you to keep tuning in. And thank you so much for being a part of this and listening to my uh, gabbering on jibber jabbering away. And uh, I look forward to the next time we visit together on this podcast. And uh, please feel free to write me. Just uh, go to the JPBII, jpbii.com, jpbii.com. And uh, just hit contact and it'll come right to my email and I'll respond right from my email to you. And, uh, and if you're so inclined and want to see music keep coming and the podcasts and the YouTube channel, um, which I'm going to be releasing some stuff this week. No, I've been saying that, but it's going to happen. Um, you know, and if you feel so inclined to be a part of the creation process, please join me and all these wonderful people on uh, my Patreon. Go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Jepibai, J-P-B-I-I. And uh, if you feel so inclined, join up and join my wonderful family of patrons. All right. You guys have a wonderful day, wonderful rest of this weekend, and we will speak soon. You've been listening to The Fractured Brain.